0: An Australia without Rugby League is not Australia. Um, Rugby League has been a fabric of our society for hundreds of years. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of Rugby League.
1: It has been those Australians who
2: have worked hard every day. They have their dreams, they have their aspirations.
3: These are the quiet Australians who have won a great victory tonight. Oh no!
4: boys, I hate to disagree, but 21 years ago, it wasn't a great victory. 1999, the christening of the brand new stadium out at Homebush pre-Olympics with St George and Melbourne, of course, and St George. Disaster. Disaster. Got bundled out. Now, our special guest, though, Dennis Carnahan, Chris Gale. Good afternoon. Good Uh, afternoon. uh, Ignatius Jones is our special guest today. Talk about on this very day, 20 years ago, was the opening night ceremony of the Sydney Olympics, 2000 AD. Was it ever? Was it ever? So we're here to talk about that today. Uh, though the venue was built for the Olympics, it was used for that one big event, the grand final before mm-hmm. the Olympics. And then I think you had to squeeze out during the Olympics at some point for rehearsals because of the rugby league again. Is that
2: true? Yeah, we had to go uh, to Schofields, right. which was mm, about. Three miles south of Bumfart. Oh, right.
4: So we might yeah. say that the Olympics are the biggest game on the planet, but really rugby league can push the Olympics out the door for a few yeah, of Indeed
0: they can. <laughs> Politis. Yeah. Yes,
4: yes. Now, uh, there's a few things I want to touch upon here. There was a number of segments in the opening. Rick Birch was the executive producer. Correct me if I'm wrong on all this. Uh,
2: Rick Birch was the director of
4: ceremonies. Ceremonies, okay.
2: Yeah, there's a whole sort of Olympic hierarchy, yeah. you know, with... With titles and stuff, kind of like the royal family.
4: <laughs> so, how do do you? Are you like you know? If you're Prince Charles, what is David Atkins? <laughs> no, Prince Philip. Andrew.
3: No. Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> and for
4: those who don't know, David Atkins. Uh, well, he was a dancer. He was in Squizzy Taylor, uh, choreographer and event producer. You worked with many, many times. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I worked with David for twelve years, yeah. um, and I actually met him through the Olympics. Until then, he was kind of, gosh, Australia's lead producer and director in a certain world.
4: Musicals? No, dance Yeah, musicals? sort
2: of. Put it this way, he has 14 Mo Awards.
4: Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry.
0: is that like facial <laughs> sculptures? So he's, he's a master of
4: is a Mo? Is that for comedy? But um, given that, that this... this this thing happened twenty years ago today. Just a bit of backstory about how you got involved, and how long did it take before you actually got to this day?
2: Gosh, no uh, well, as you know, <laughs> I was in uh, in popular music with you. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Stephen was in popular music, Ignatius
1: was he? <laughs> <laughs> We've never heard anything about
4: this. <laughs> you know, we're just about to make our first Wikipedia page. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I <laughs> uh, yeah. I started off ridiculously enough as a classical ballet dancer and an opera singer and while i was training for this i i um, broke my toe to the um, first of many
4: yeah the, <laughs> oh my god the first bone i broke I bet, yeah.
2: and i haven't stopped since but um while i was off you know i mean uh, from from the ballet school um my brother had a rock and roll band That's and right. He said to me, "Oh, you know all this shit, and you can dance." Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't like yeah, to yeah. learn. This
4: is Louis. Yeah, this yeah. is Louis. I have learned... seeing them at a venue on the Pacific Highway at St Leonard's downstairs. I don't even know what the venue was called then. No, the I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Probably a wine bar. Yeah, the pickled parrot. Or Stop me like if I that. digress too much. <laughs> the <right>? train station. <laughs> 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 anyway,
2: so I ended up in 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 this band. Um, it was co- well, I, I don't know what it was called, but I said no, no, no. I want to. I want to call it Gamora.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they should have known what was coming. Yeah. I mean, I had much longer hair than I do now, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, this was nineteen seventy. Oh. So it was pre
4: Jimmy and the Boys. Oh yeah, it was yeah, pre Jimmy okay.
2: and the Boys. You know, I had huge high heels, everything was black, <laughs> uh, cast iron jewellery, black fingernails. I looked like Lou Reed's mother. <laughs> 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 and and my mates, you know, so I'd been at Riverview, um, <laughs> and left. There's been a few uh, a few wayward types, hasn't it? Indeed. <laughs> well. One of my, William O'Riordan, who was in the the year um, before me, he uh, had moved to Cranbrook where he joined this really fey jazz rock band. There's nothing wrong with fusion. I I think they were called Stamps. (laughs) And a Z in your way. Anyway, I became really good mates with them and... When they heard that I was performing, um, I think it was at the Lane Cove High Prom. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they all turned up to see it and (laughs) somehow they must have been on drugs. They, at the end of the show, they went, oh, you've got to join Jimmy and the Boys. (laughs) I went, really? Anyway, the next year was 1976 and it was punk rock. And I said, guys, nah. It doesn't work. You've got to cut all your hair. You know, you, you, you've got to get rid of those bell bottoms. You've got to start <laughs> wearing leather.
4: <laughs> and you saw Jimmy and the Boys, Chris?
1: I don't reckon I ever saw you no. guys live because at that point of time, I was about 14, 15 and oh, not quite going you. out. But I do have a very, very clear memory of you guys being on John Singleton's talk show. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, and, and he started
2: <laughs> commenting on my skin.
1: Yeah, and 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 I, if I remember correctly, he was. And I mean, we're looking for a rugby league connection all the time, aren't we, yeah, Stephen? Because <laughs> the main reason we're not covering rugby league today is because the dragons and the tigers yeah. are out.
4: <laughs> but and that uh, pushes Dennis into a convenient yeah. corner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep.
1: But but Singo, I think at one stage asked you guys about the fact that you simulated Cunnilingus on stage. And as a young teenager, <laughs> that was terrific television for me <laughs>
4: and I was interested. So you didn't have to go to the dictionary? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: It, was, it was really interesting. You know, we, I suppose we were the first you know, out of it gay act yeah. in Australian history, uh, especially in the rock and roll world. And none of our... None of our fans were gay. There no, were all no. these sort of, you know. That's just,
4: I don't think we used to think about that. No, no,
2: you didn't. And they'd show, away you go. They would, they would uh, you know, you'd have all these surfies with their shirts off mm. at the front of the uh, band, <laughs> going <laughs> <"Sixty-niner>, 16. <laughs> and I'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for it. Wait for <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> but but this was like pre pistols, really, wasn't it? I mean, you, you same time. So so you were uh, responding to that.
4: You put your finger to the wind, surely. Sorry? You put put your finger to the wind and thought, okay, where are we going?
2: Oh, it was happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, if, if you think about what was happening in Australia at the time, it was sherbet. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I...
4: But I, at the same time, for example, I remember... Maybe a little bit after, but uh, the Paris uh, Theatre the was Paris, putting on yeah. wild performances of all sorts, including punk rock, you know. Yeah. There was little bars like Blondies at Bondo Junction and I remember X used to play up at the Unicorn. There was, the, you know, the, the Hopeton. There were pubs yeah, doing uh, their business. Across the
2: road at the, what became Gilligan's. What that's right. The, right. The yeah, the and, yeah.
1: And there was that formative moment where on ABC used to have Weekend magazine on the, the Channel 2 News mm-hmm. and they they did a piece on the Sex Pistols. Right. and And I reckon that's, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, I got into music because I saw Bowie put my arm, re- his arm, yeah. around Mark Ronson yeah. on top of the pop. I reckon for a lot of Australian yeah. musicians, that, was, that little piece must have just
2: yes changed. Well, this. you and Absolutely. Countdown were friends, of course.
4: Sorry, you and Countdown. Oh, you' were locked for many years. For, <laughs> for many. Well, uh,
2: the, the I used to do this this rave, you know. It was part of the show. I mean, uh, people who thought that that Jimmy and the Boys was real, you know. It's a little bit like. Thinking a magician is yeah. real. Yeah. And I'm a trained ballet dancer. <laughs>
3: you know? they didn't and see uh,
2: story. so, you know, we, we planned it all, you know, and and journalists would, would always say after an interview, Oh my God, you're so civilized. I thought you were going to throw <laughs> up on me. You know, and I, and I go, Yeah. You
4: know, you can do that too. Yeah, I can do that too. I did a couple of times. But, uh, but yeah,
2: the. the Uh, it was all highly planned. And I had this rave during the act about Molly, you know, which just went on and on and, you know, it would build. (laughs) Did you know Uh, Molly at that point? No. No, okay. right. So I didn't know Molly. I hadn't met Molly yet. (laughs) Uh, And then one night at Bombay Rock, which (laughs) was kind of like Melbourne's version of the Lifesaver. Yes, yes. um, yes. I was in the middle of the Molly (laughs) rave and the people down the front were going, He's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone to pantomime now. And, and he was.
4: <laughs> anyway, he... <laughs> but you could say that he took you not under his wing, but he, you were part of his circus. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He, he loved it. He I wanted, mean, he would yeah. never had so much attention. Yeah. I mean, any man that can go, let's get, you know, let Iggy Pop go nuts. Yeah. As well as John Paul Young do whatever he wants to do, and you... Good luck to us. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah.
2: you know, he a, a clever man, yeah, yeah, yeah. clever man. And as you say, we, we became part of the Molly, you know, we with Iggy Pop yeah, the John Paul show. Young. I yeah. mean, <laughs> go figure. Yeah, yeah. I remember one night we were at Molly's house um, and he loved to, to do dinner parties, right? He'd have the current boyfriends yeah. and the Iggy Pops and the yes. John Paul Youngs sitting around the table. Uh, and most of the time, the little boyfriends would be shunted out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> At this particular time, they'd gone out the back where the swimming pool was, yes. and they also had one of the first, um, uh, what do you call them? You know, Spa? Yeah, bath things that, <laughs> that bubble, what <laughs> are they? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Jacuzzi. And, 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 and In uh, an Egyptian yeah. theme, I'm assuming. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's <with> an Egyptian <laughs> theme and they pour tons of, of Luxor brand um, yes. bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've taken its entire stock and they fill the, the um, what are they called? A Hot tub. Hot, Hot tub. tub. Hot bath. <laughs> but, you know, with lots of bubble. <laughs> and anyway, we're sitting there having dinner and it's all these glass doors going out to the pool. And suddenly we saw this wave <laughs> of bubbles, <laughs> house, which was about 12 feet high, moving across the pool. And Molly and then freaked. What <laughs>
3: ah! <laughs>
4: That was
3: what in what the opening happened? ceremony, wasn't it? Yeah. I think I remember that scene. <laughs>
4: Is in that, the so, C section uh, yeah. if i could because we've got an hour here Ignatius. <laughs> we have to go from we go from your music career which of course um you know there was <laughs> me, me, yeah. your big band missed, yeah. you know arms and legs which is a sort of, sort of a you know proto sort of futuristic funk band like talking yeah. heads or whatever many other things but somehow you moved into events what was that sort of switch over into events well
2: uh,
4: pardon me boys yeah. uh, the, the, you know
2: 20, yeah. another 12 years later or something uh, was a swing band, mm-hmm. um, and we were, you know, we went out. And about every time you say that, do you want to sing? <laughs> you don't. It's
3: <laughs> <me, boo>. oh, <laughs>
2: that a pastelagonium <laughs> toothfish, you know? <laughs> uh, so, in 91, 92, um the Sydney Festival yeah. asked us to do something. With that and, and, me, create a yeah, okay, yeah. and create a 1940s dance hall. Right. Uh, right. A sort of strocadero, Sydney Town yeah, Hall. right, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was on stage and, you know, arranging the music and working on the choreography, you know. So I said, I want, I want to get a director.
4: Yeah. Who can actually direct oh, oh, you want a director not to get a director's fee? Uh, no, no, I wanted a,
2: a want director fee? as well. Right, okay. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, I found this young guy called Baz Lerman. Yeah who, um, you know... <laughs> Never went on to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was right into it. Um, fresh out of NIDA. Or still fresh in, out of no, he was still yeah. NIDA. You yeah, right. okay. were oh, right. still in NIDA. Yeah, right. Still in NIDA and Jimmy Sharman, yep. whom might would known from the Paris theatre other day, yes, yes, said, yes. I've Recently got He the
4: road from me in Victoria Street many years ago. Really? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Loved Jimmy.
2: Mm. Um, anyway, Jimmy said, I've got this fabulous young guy. You know, you'll like him. And we did. We got on like a house on fire yeah. and, and CM was, you know, there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fresher Martin. We used to call no, her sorry. Um, because she did look like a, a young schoolboy um, <laughs> or a 13 year old lesbian, you know. Take your pick. <laughs> anyway, it went really well and you know, ran for three or four years. Um, and during that, I was running a you know, starving running a big band. Um, we got the Olympics. Uh, Rick Birch yes. came, Rick Birch was a big. Was a kind of a producer, director, and his first big hit was Bellbird. Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, was awesome. he involved with GTK?
2: No. No, okay. no, no. no. Uh, that Molly. The, um, mm-hmm. Okay. And a number of
4: the Countdown people. Yes, so okay. Yeah, a little so bit Did you know them. Rick? No. No, so how did you then get involved with...
2: That? So Rick was part of the bid team, mm-hmm. the Olympic bid team, and... Uh, He had been, he had directed the uh, 1982 Com Games in Brisbane, the opening of that, you know, with the... the, uh, Matilda. Matilda, the blinking doctor too, who who lost her load, literally. Uh, She came to the stadium, there was Prince Philip, and she very lasciviously... Winked at Christopher, <laughs> and at the very same time, who was in
4: charge of the winking? <laughs> could have been
2: at the very same time, she burst an oil tank, ah. and this huge black slick emerged ah. between her legs. <laughs> All through, I did see that on the camera. Yeah, <laughs> the influence of is Christopher. Is this on YouTube?
0: This should be on YouTube. It probably, it probably is. <laughs> it, it needs to be. Oh, it needs
1: to see. And then I think Bertie was involved in some of, the, like, Los Angeles as well, wasn't he? So, so, yeah.
2: so what happened in Los Angeles was they'd hired Disney mm. to do their opening ceremony. And anyway, um, uh, what was his name? He became the mayor of Los Angeles. Uh, after. Schwarzenegger?
4: Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, no, no. No, he was the halt? governor. Who was the mayor? That's right. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He
2: wasn't the mayor at the time. Anyway, yeah. He uh, had a fight with Disney. They wanted to Mickey Mouse yeah. the whole Olympic ceremony. He said, you can't do that. <laughs> um, and so they, were, they had no creatives. And funnily enough, an Australian fireworks guy, Sid Howard, um, oh, yeah. whom they'd hired, said, oh, you should have a look at this Rick guy. Yeah. He did a great job with Brisbane. Yeah. So over Rick goes, he wasn't actually the director. He was yeah. the production man. But he still yeah. helped facilitate stuff like the um, 84 grand pianos yes. and the, Where was you the know, Rocket the Man. That's no, Barcelona. That's, that's Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Which moment. Rick also did. Did, right, okay. Right.
1: The, the, the closing ceremony of Los Angeles in 84 is the guy in the, the jet pack.
2: No, that's opening. Oh, it's opening as well, right? Yeah, it's yeah. opening.
1: Which was replicated on the 1991 Dangerous Tour with Michael Jackson. Yes. And so at the end of the show, they do this magic trick or they put a box yep. around him and out would emerge the Rocket Man and theoretically it was Jackson zooming off into <laughs> yes. the distance, right? And in the history tour, which was 96, you got this video on rails and it's flying towards your city And out of the floor pops Michael Jackson in the same suit five years later. Just like that. Unbelievable.
4: Mm. Uh, He was in the ether, lost. Incredible. (laughs) Wasn't there
0: there a grand final that had someone on a jetpack?
1: I think that's right. The
0: the, the, the NRL, but it would have been well before 91. And this would have been in the 80s. Well, It was like at 80, 81.
1: Rugby league is a proving ground for the global (laughs) events. They're all watching. 42nd Street didn't work out, but you know. (laughs)
4: Dennis Dennis and I, in in our very small way, we, we work out of that same... Institution, you know, the, the Homebush Olympic Stadium. Right. And uh, you know, everybody's trying to find ways all the time of what can we do with this stadium to make it, you know. Exactly.
2: Knock
3: it down. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's have a break and we'll come back in a minute. We're going to talk about the opening ceremony 2000 Sydney Olympics fifty 20 years today, the 15th of September with Ignatius Jones, Dennis Carnahan, you Chris Gale myself. Yes, we're back. Dennis Carnahan, how are you doing? You must be feeling pretty damn good since your team beat my team last weekend. In actual fact, your team didn't beat my team. My team just collapsed. They were bloody hopeless. I think that it was, you I'm, don't I'm, announce... I'm not going to get a word in, that You don't <laughs> announce with three weeks to go the leaving of all the support staff of a team and hope to get a good result. It's not a good idea. I don't know who thought that was a great idea. Have you finished? Have yes, you? I have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ricky's word is ambush. We're ambush. preparing a finals ambush from fifth good place. Good luck to you. And you people don't know what's, what goes on on this jersey. Oh, but, sure. that, oh, God, I love Ricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- we uncharted were, we were... territories. What about Papali signed on? I thought he was I, he's unhappy signed...
1: and lost, and now he's green, bleeding
0: green. And well, it was, funnily enough, it was all Brisbane media saying that, uh, that. All the stories about Papali wanting to leave. And also, you know, Tommy Starling, your boy Tommy Starling, who waved him, Starling. at you. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> he's, he's signed on as well. Just, yeah. see a Come on, what about oh, Cody Ramsey? Oh. Cody Ramsey. First game. Two tries should have been three. Well, he, he came on um, ABC Grandstand immediately after the game. We had the first interview with him.
4: You know he's not really quite there because he's still got the ponytail. Well, he has. You know. But you know what
0: the first word he said as a as a after the, his debut two try. You know what the first word he said was Michael Luck.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: it, that third try that was called back. Yeah. They got the yeah. isolation camera on his mother. And she
3: was saying. At the top of her lungs, yell, Michael, yelled, luck, Michael luck off. So <laughs> the question is, is his
0: dad in fact Gordon Ramsay? Yes. <laughs> yes, that was, that was posited on one of the yes. footage shows.
3: You got Ste- the good jeans then. Stephen, Ste- 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 we're so
1: lucky to have Ignatius with us. I don't want to take up too much no, no. time, but I do simply want to say oh, yes. Ignatius is a Raiders fan.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> How could you not be? Love that the Lost Ark.
1: As you know, Doughboy Pizza has come on as a sponsor of Fire Ups Quite yeah, Australia.
4: And I had no idea their history matched the Olympics.
1: It's incredible yeah. because 20 years ago... Yeah. Some young men with a dream.
4: <laughs> it was triggered by the Olympics, was it? And
1: their dream was crispy, fresh and artisanal. Oh. <laughs> now, I, 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 I had a dream like that last night, yeah. but yeah. it was in a different context to pizza.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: they also applied. Well, I don't
4: recall pizzas being at the opening
0: ceremony, but I'm sure <laughs> and... they were stuck in there somewhere. Well, they only just <laughs> opened. Yeah, they were yeah. just
1: formulating a way that Doughboy Pizza began 20 years ago. Right. And they are a sponsor of Fire Ups Quiet Australia. Yeah. Now, this is Spooky. 20 years ago, the Sydney Olympics opening ceremony, basically 20. Ignatius Jones single-handedly pulls it off.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Doughboy
1: boys changed pizza in Sydney, mm-hmm. well, particularly South North Bondi, Artarman and Randwick forever. Right. 20, 20 years. And they're offering a discount on their wonderful pizzas, yes. thin and crispy, Anybody who's listening, spelt or yeah. gluten-free, yeah. simply by entering the code FIREUP, yep. F-I-R-E-U-P, caps or no caps, and have a guess how much off you get if you enter that. 15. Oh. 10%. 20%. 20%. 20%. Isn't
3: Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty years. Twenty years.
0: Twenty percent. Do they have it? Twenty years. Twenty yeah. percent. Do they have a, a, a pizza called the Sergeant Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> that, <laughs> they're
1: working on that, Dennis. And so, if you want to, like, we are weighed in nostalgia because there'll be endless shows for the next two weeks. they have got one
0: called Nicky Webster, right? hundred percent. They've got a Webster. <laughs> well, we've got Sergeant Pepper here. Get
1: the Doughboy Pizza, and you'll enjoy yourselves. We've
0: got Sergeant Pepper right here. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it was on the day.
4: All right, Ignatius, uh, we're, we're going to have another segment where we're going to talk about your music career. We're going to talk about the opening night of the Olympics. But what I want to know, first of all, is were there internally, because I remember walking into your office where you worked with Rick Birch and David yeah. Atkins, everybody else, uh, because you drafted my brother and I to, to help you with the fireworks music in 1999 And then my brother, mm-hmm. Piri, I think, went on yeah. to do the other one after that. Uh, there obviously was a robust discussions for years about what themes you would use. And, and obviously Australia presented to the world is the, the premise I suppose and there were various segments uh, there's the immigrants you know you the Manfred Snowy River the the rural history uh, the indigenous section with Rhoda Roberts and uh, Stephen page many others what did you drop out what did you what was the fight like to get that organized that theme uh, look
2: the the, the main the main thing there was that Rick had did have a you know one very good idea mm. which was rather than to make it the work of a single person, to bring nine directors on right. mm-hmm. and stick them in a room. Um, I did a really interesting thing. He'd, he'd managed to get uh, all these clips from the different Olympics for the last, I think he went all the way back to Montreal mm-hmm. and just showed what they had done. And it was quite interesting because Montreal did bugger all, mm. and a little, a little <laughs> so bit of folk dancing and... 76, Montreal? Legs slapping. Yep. Right. 76. Uh, 76. Six,
4: yeah, 76.
1: Yeah. 76. Canada 70... didn't win any gold medals. Not one. Nada. <coughs> That's a two 72, right. they
2: didn't really want to remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. As you wanted to remember, all the Palestinians. There was,
4: a, was there an overlay of what do, particularly Americans, what do people overseas know of Australia? Uh, we kind of wanted to sort of leave that out. Okay. Because, you know,
2: as I, as I said later, the Sydney Olympics owed a lot more to Oxford Street than they did to Anzac Parade. Mm-hmm. And that was something we really wanted to do was to get that whole, get that whole you know, drives a bone... Um, a cubra. A cubra slouch hat, yes. horses. We wanted to get it, you know... Get just, it done and out. Get it out. And sure enough, that's why they gave it to the gay Spaniard... <laughs> ah!
4: The man from Snowy Um, River. (laughs) The man from Snowy River. And, you know, I had to
2: fight for the man from Snowy River. And I said, you know, come on, we've only got one national poem. And that's it. And you know what? It's not a bad poem. But um, we had all politically correct people going, no, 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 you can't do that. And we had the indigenous people saying, oh, horses trampled our, our heritage. Of course. <laughs> uh, and, you so know, there was conflict. Ah, look, there was yeah. conflict yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, political, wasn't it? Because
1: I think that the first opening ceremony that had anything to it was Moscow. And, it was. And, and the Russians, because of the boycotts. Because of the boycotts. And, that's absolutely correct. And, the, and the, the the key moment, a little bit like Matilda winking, which was a bit of a lift <laughs> at the end, they had all the panels up of Mishka the bear yeah. and they were able to make the bear cry by flipping the yeah, panels. But oh, flipping the heart of Soviet organisation.
2: Meticulous. That's called a card stunt. Thank you very much. But, um, <laughs> the card stunt has become a really important part of Olympic ceremonies. Yeah. and I have always just waited in... In hope that someone would get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, when we were doing the, da- the Doha Asian Games yeah, right. <laughs> um, in 2006, David Atkins, David and I were working on it, and David had to go on the radio to talk about all the great things that were going to be yes, yes. Uh, in the opening ceremony.
4: Is that because ceremony? You're more of a wild card than David? <laughs> when it comes to front in the press?
2: <laughs> oh, no, I'm pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. I get you up Anyway, good, uh, <laughs> he was really tired, yeah. and sure enough, he said, and we'll have lots of stars.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we we, we well,
2: say Carmichael hunts. Yeah. Is <laughs> how say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He came off that one. Wow. Did anyone hear me? Did anyone hear me? I said, yeah, all of the Middle East. <laughs>
4: So yeah. you did do the horses, the Akubas. Yeah, that was a great,
2: great. Yeah, yes, I did. I yes. was a, a truly great moment with, with with the horses. The whole idea with the horses. I've been working <laughs> in Dollywood. How Chore- you? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my first <laughs> my first foray into major events wow. was choreographing and directing yeah. the shows at. Dollywood, Dolly Parton's rodeo theater, yeah, in Tennessee, South Carolina, That's a great kickoff. Missouri. Great oh, <laughs> so if you can get through that, that. so that was in the nineties. That was in the nineties, right? Yeah. Because, because I don't know if you heard you Dolly. Yeah, were weren't you?
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't. But have you heard Dolly Parton's America? The the, the multi part podcast they've just made. No, the guy who did uh, does um, Radio Lab. Right. His, his father, his Iranian background from memory, and his father treated mm. a close member of Dolly's family in Tennessee mm. and they came together and they have done a whole exploration of Dolly. And one, <laughs> of, and one of the things that's happened in Dollywood is they've actually taken away all the southern iconography like the Union flag and all that. She right. just recently yeah. removed The Confederate it. flag. Because, yes, here. because... Previously, the audience, and you'd know this, was divided Mm. into the North and the South
2: as part of the theater restaurant experience. Yeah, that's that's what the theater restaurant experience was. I was actually. I do declare. No, and you came in, and depending on which side of the room you sat on, you were the North or you were the South. And tonight we're going to refight Civil War. And you actually had people stand up and go. I'm not going to be the Nord. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, of course, the MC was on a horse. He would say, we're all brothers now. Uh, that, that,
1: that podcast is amazing because she's fully cooperative and participates in it. Yeah. And she, she used to write uh, and record the songs on audio cassettes and she wasn't fastidious about the cataloging of them. Mm. And on one of the audio cassettes is Jolene and I Will Always Love You. And she says, I can't guarantee this but it's possible I wrote those two songs on the same night. Don't say
3: that. <laughs> That's what she says. That's what they used
4: to do,
1: right? Dennis, yeah, hey, you know that.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, the, 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 I was actually brought there originally because Rick Birch yeah. was, he'd, he'd created the first show and during it he discovered that he was utterly allergic to horses.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Incoming nations? Well, uh, you know, i yeah. just
2: done the opening of Crown Casino yeah, for yeah, him. yeah, And he, after said, I was great work. Um, tell me something, <laughs> what do you know about country music?
4: <laughs> you know went, most things about most music, right?
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> but country music was a complete blank. I said, well, no, I can learn. And he said, what do you know about horses? And I said, nothing. He said, good. <laughs> and I was off to Tennessee. Wow. And the issue they had was they had a Christmas show uh, which ran for about three weeks. And it was said in the Civil
3: War, <laughs> and it wasn't working. <laughs> I said, <"Well>, yeah, um. <laughs> I said, "Well, why? You know, why? Why
2: don't we do something more Christmassy? You know, like like the Nutcracker?" <laughs> and I was sitting at this table with the board of Dollywood, and they went. Nutcracker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, tell I me said it's, um, yeah, it's a lot like uh, the little rummer boy. <laughs> and they went, Oh, little rummer boy, Dolly sings that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you must uh, have also had to keep your tongue many times at many meetings. The stuff you may have heard for, from clients, for example. Oh, my God. <laughs> I- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am not look at yeah. an example but anyway uh, so that, that's the, another great we've got story the Manfred Snowy river, the, Snowy did, river. so did, so the, the, the whole horses. idea between about this was that <clears throat> five lines yeah. of 20 horses would come out you know in in,
4: in a in a straight regimental sort yeah, of yeah in a line
2: yeah. and to do that they had to come through the bombs yes uh, all all some gorgeous reason, all entrances and exits to a stadium are called vomitoriums. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose because they vomit people. (laughs) Anyway, so we had it worked out that, that, you know, a certain number could come in from the two side bombs and a certain number could come in from the end bomb. And then two weeks before the opening ceremony, they decided to put an air conditioning duct. Right across right. the end bomb, <laughs> which meant that the riders right. coming in with their flags, you know, they Wouldn't have fit. to. Fit. Well, they, they have to, oh, to couch them it. like lances, And yeah. even though they had poles on the end, if yeah. someone had stopped, they would have got this flag oh. up their rear. Yeah. So they had to enter walking, which was really interrupting. Our look, and I suggested, well, why don't we pull focus to the forming of lines? By bringing in a sole rider,
3: yeah. you know, right.
2: no flag, he can gallop straight through, yes. he gets to the middle, Meanwhile, we got a
0: spotlight the, the dark. on him. Sorry. Rears the horse up.
2: It rears the horse up yep. and cracks Watch. his whip.
0: <laughs> of course,
4: that was not a real whip crack. <laughs> don't tell me the timing was automatic. A button. Yeah, we flew it in.
0: Shh. Stop it, Stephen. <laughs>
4: but, yeah. but, but the two great things about that horse, we had to
2: find a horse that reared. Now, horses don't like to rear. They only rear if they see a snake. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so yeah. we 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 went everywhere around
0: Australia trying to find a horse that. Reared. Does that mean also you have to find a rider who can ride a rearing horse when a rearing horse only rears in panic? Exactly. And I mean, wow. you know, the best
2: one was when we went to El Caballo Blanco. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. thought that was just
1: a
0: given. The first uh, one
2: you go we to. We found a horse that reared, At but that was a Spanish riding school horse, and that horse was soggy. You know, he practically <laughs> wore mascara. And I was going, no, no. It's <laughs> not out back Australia. <laughs> yeah. It needs well, to more butch. <laughs> yeah, well, we hadn't done Priscilla yet. Anyway, we were... <laughs> anyway the, the, about a week before the opening, our head horse whisperer, Steve Jeffries, gives me a call and says, mate, you won't believe this. Yeah. i got a horse of my ears. <laughs> and I said, really? He said, yeah, they brought me, because he was the whisperer. Yeah. You know, they brought, me, they brought him to me for me to fix him. Yeah. I bought him. <laughs> 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 and sure enough, Steve made a fortune, that horse, because his name was his name was Ammo, because his father's name was the Gun, and he was the son of the Gun. You know? Gotcha.
4: <laughs> um, but he you know, he was perfect, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, you could get all the other horses in quietly. In the dark. We got all the other horses. We, we have
1: whispers in rugby league too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the of the Snowy River was narrated. No. No. No, he didn't. It was just the concept of it. Because John Stanton was the narrator, right? Sorry? John Stanton was the narrator. John Stanton was the narrator. His voice was good, wasn't it? Oh, I love John Stanton. He played Malcolm Fraser in
4: The Dismissal. Fantastic. (laughs) John Stanton could read the Melbourne
2: Television. 100% (laughs) love that guy. (laughs) Uh,
4: That's an interesting choice because I was listening going, what a great voice. It was was very BBC nearly, you know. Uh, Then, of course, the anthem, uh, Human Nature, Julie Anthony.
2: Yeah, that was the Human Nature who were – good Mates of mine, yes, you know, from the business, they um, <laughs> they ambushed me in, they uh, just? in the dressing rooms at Mike Walsh, right? And they said, Stop, e- 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 stop, 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 stop. And you know, we were they knew you had the job, they knew I had the yeah, job, okay. We were sharing a dressing room with little Patty, mm-hmm. and <gasps> mm-hmm. she, had a, <laughs> she had a bottle of um. Southern Comfort, which we were sharing, as you do when well, you have to go well, on. Well, if you've been to Dollywood, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got to go on at 10am and sing <laughs> harmony. With, with, oh, yeah. with the Jeff Harvey Orchestra. Jeff Harvey Orchestra. <laughs> if she hadn't had the Southern Comfort, I know, he would have. Anyway, so we're in there, we're having a ball with, with Patty, an absolute dream, and they walk in, just, just, just let us do this. And they had a little pitch
3: <laughs> <laughs> And then
2: <laughs> they sang yeah. in stunning four-part yes, harmony. Beautiful harmony, yeah. And I cried, Patty <laughs> cried, <laughs> You're in, because the Australian anthem is difficult. It, it is. Yeah. But
1: the big deal was two verses,
2: right? Two verses. Right. Absolutely. Because we had to give Julie Anthony something to do. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and <laughs> and her <coughs> husband, her name I can't remember, and manager, um, I remember in. Doug the, Anthony, in the because um, we we actually ended up with the Human Nature, Julie Anthony, the Sydney Symphony, Simone Young, yes. James Morrison, that's our right, big band. Um, it was bigger than Ben. Uh, mm. you know, it was...
1: So, so human nature saying the first verse and then Julie came in for the second, right? Yeah. And then uh, she is pretty pitch perfect though, isn't she? Ignatius?
0: Oh, she, she does. doesn't need a pitch pipe. <laughs> and no, and she it, does not. And according
1: to Wikipedia, so it must be true. Yeah. The, uh, NBC nixed the James Morrison part of the anthem because they were putting it on plausibly live. So they, they actually edited some of the Ignatius,
4: stuff. I was in New York city. Yeah. Australian friends, a couple of pommies watching it, uh, Patriotic tears. This is our city. This is fantastic. Yeah. There were many things that weren't in there. Oh, that. yeah. They cut a lot out, as far as I could tell. Hilarina, Hilarina,
2: John Farnham, yeah. um, which was really weird because he was singing
4: with, with uh, Olivia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they knew Olivia. Yeah. And did you see his little trick? He dropped the microphone dropped from one hand to mic- the other. Yeah. Just like a typical John Farnham, like a wink, you know?
2: Yeah, well, in those days, you mind.
4: He didn't, though. He didn't. He didn't. At the end, they didn't. They turned the mic on. So,
2: oh, yeah, they turned it back on, but, ah. you, but you weren't hearing it. Yeah, all, all the Six orchestra the wasn't aid. real. The, the right. band
1: apparently was the one bit of live music that you heard. The band
2: was live.
1: And, and there was a rugby league element. Was there? Yeah, so the... And you wonder if they do this exactly the same... You see how we're
4: stringing our fans in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you,
1: you, you wonder if they'd actually do it exactly this way these days, but the whole European settlement, etc., was called the Tin Symphony, yeah. and it was depicting European settlement, Captain Kut, dot, dot, dot. But at one point, Victor Lawnmowers came out, yeah. Western Suburbs yeah. Magpies. Oh, of there yeah. you go. They were the
4: sponsors, weren't why they?
1: Did, what, well, why did the Magpies get a run? What's wrong
0: with exactly. the Tigers? <laughs> there, was, there was actually more rugby league involvement because if you look at the uh, international organisations and the VIPs, the United Nations Secretary General, Kofi Annan, he was there. Um, the Commonwealth of Nations Secretary General was there, One. Don McKinnon. But Don McKinnon. Yeah. Now, oh, I'm, see, bears I'm and Manly assuming Raringa it's Seagulls. the same it's Don McKinnon. Be, the guy who urinated on Lane, on Lane Park. Is
3: that to be him?
1: And I don't want to be too nerdish about this, but your brother Pee Wee was involved in the arrivals section about yeah. the, uh, all the various communities coming to Australia. Which Lex
4: Marinos explained that he wanted to have the unifying theme of dance music because yeah. we all dance around the world, yeah. different styles.
3: And, then
1: they, and the various nations were assigned one of the colours of the rings. Yes. Blue Pacific nations, I can go with that. Uh, green for Europe, sure. It starts to get a little bit interesting. Uh, Red for the Americas. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, Russia.
1: Yellow for Asia.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: and black for Africa. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> well, actually, they, the, the first rings happened in 1912. The um, Antwerp Games, which right. is why that flag's called the Antwerp flag uh-huh. to this day. Oh. And it was invented by uh, Pierre Coubertin, the yes. founder of the Olympics. So in 1912, having... What other colour was Africa? Exactly, right. Yes. I mean,
3: <laughs> Dekubertown was a good man. <laughs> the deep, dark Congo. <laughs> so, some
1: of the trivia that, that I dug up, yeah. 199 nations out of the 200 IOC nations at the time marched, which uh, Afghanistan was excluded because the Taliban were anti-sport <laughs> yeah. which is a legitimate argument you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He
3: tried, it
1: didn't work I'm, no. I'm, not, I'm not connecting the Taliban to FBI radio in any way, shape or form but um, uh, North North and South Korea marched under a unified That's flag right. which was an extraordinary moment, yeah. I remember that because I was there yes. <laughs> and East Timor four East Timorese athletes marched under the Olympic flag because they weren't an accredited Olympic nation at that stage right. and then when I was looking at, um, uh, Farnsey and Livy did dare to dream but when they Bought the big sheet over the crowd yeah, yeah. in in a variation of a card stunt, I guess, yeah. and they're projecting images of the athletes on it. Vanessa Amorosi sang a song called Heroes Live Forever. Forever. What a set of pipes that girl has just hearing it. She's an extraordinary singer.
4: And is it true Expert. that the flag ripped a few, not the flag, the material ripped a few times into rehearsal? No, in the rehearsal,
2: it, it actually ripped.
4: It came apart. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: had... Have- As you always do with any stadium ceremony, you have enormous problems with the press who will go anywhere to get a good shot. Shot. And this time they decided, you know, no one knew about the giant flag, the giant piece of sailcloth that was going to come down those seats. Yeah. So these guys, NBC, it was the biggest nightmare you can have because they paid $3 billion for the Olympics, and they're (laughs) going to film it. however they they wanted wanted to. (laughs) And they had hid themselves in the seats at the bottom of that end of the stadium. (laughs) And as the flag was coming down, they jumped up with their cameras. Um, They're looking at the field. Of course, there was nothing on the field, so they're just standing there like idiots, and they've got their flags up with their antennas. Sorry, the cameras up with their antennas. And the the sheep (laughs) comes (laughs) behind them. And Just rips and um, you had some seamstress ready. We they, they actually took it back to the sailcloth people, did they? And they managed to do another one, another one but overnight. So wow. it, ca- it came wow.
1: down from the back of one of the temporary end stands that That's are no right. longer yeah. there. Mm. And the punters were just no, no, punters, this was just rehearsal. So you're, but, but when the
4: punters were there, yeah. how did it work? Were there people they, they, they just they, they just, just mucked in? They went with yeah, the whole they just
2: mucked in. Well, yeah. you would, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 terrific. You think,
4: for the first time and the last time, Sydney was in sync. It, we were all in sync. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Parking, traffic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we all people were other. friendly. People were friendly to each I other. I came back and from America,
4: you. leaving a very cynical city, and suddenly found like the whole city was on ecstasy. Everyone's mm. touching me and grabbing me <laughs> and hugging me. It was like, what's going on in this city? Queenslanders
1: right? thought fondly of people from New South Wales <laughs> and Victoria. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> <have> it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Briefly.
4: So Ignatius, you—we're um, going through this whole thing. I really did love the. Was it? Was it called the Awakening? No, the. Awake, uh, uh, yeah, there was a yeah, awakening, did, yes, awakening. Yes, the Awakening. Yeah. And uh, Robert uh, Roberts and Stephen yeah. Page. And Beautiful. Yeah. You may have seen the Kathy, uh, the Freeman documentary last weekend. No, uh, oh yeah, no, I didn't You see. should watch it could, because. Could, yeah. um, I mean, we still don't know where her. Um,
3: where her? Uh, yes, you do.
4: It was. It was in the papers two weeks ago. Oh really? It was anonymously sent back. Under much shame and guilt, somebody had obviously taken it from the dressing room and stored it for twenty years, and just got they, they stewed in their own shame. Is this the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. She took it off and then got home. And went, oh, where yeah. that's gone? That Should, gone.
1: The wow. the awakening was Jakapura Yaran, who was with Munyari. Nikki, and they sort of did the the journey together, didn't they, yeah. through the whole yeah. the whole well, show. That,
2: that was the first time that many Indigenous uh, performers from all over the country had ever been brought together, and this is a fabulous story about that too, the central desert women, yeah. um, of whom there was about 250, had most of them had never worn a shirt yep. in their lives. Yeah. Most of them had never seen a car in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And they were staying out west. I bet where would you accommodate all these people? But, wherever. Wherever. Yeah, you yeah. Know. They were staying in a motel out yeah. west, and, and yeah. a young young guy, Ben Gratz, who was um, from the Northern Territory, uh Gorgeous, gorgeous young stage manager who um, wasn't in, was indigenous but had been adopted wow. by a wealthy white couple and went to NIDA and, you know. He was
4: your go-between? He was their stage manager. Their stage manager. Yeah. He
2: was responsible yeah. for, getting, for getting them from where their motel was out west to, um, to the stadium for dress rehearsals, mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. And on the day of the first dress rehearsal... The buses didn't turn up. Yeah. So Ben, you know, being a, being a smart young man,
4: took him on the train. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: They'd never <laughs> seen a train.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <local laughs> Card too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Would have been complicated. Hey, look, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back for our last uh, section here, talking about the uh, opening of the Sydney Olympics uh, 20 years ago today, 15th of September here on The Quiet Australian. See you in a minute.
0: And made my heart go perfect.
3: The stars were flying.
0: When the heart goes boom. Wow.
4: Who was that, Chris?
1: (laughs) So that is Olympic gold medalist, dual gold medalist, Susie O'Neill, Stephen. She's magnificent. A a song called My Heart Goes Boom that went out to her husband. Released it as a single. So a lot of great music came out of the Olympic Games, Sydney Olympic Games, and Susie's single as well. Um, Susie, tremendous athlete, but... She will refer to the fact that she won the 200 metres freestyle at Sydney yeah. against expectation, mm. but she didn't win the 200 metres butterfly. Right. And, and her nickname, of course, yeah. was Madam Butterfly. Yes. And she's now on commercial radio in Brisbane. I'm very jealous of her. And why
4: not do a version of Puccini?
1: Yeah, well, exactly. Like, like like a, like a posthumous <laughs> Bit collab. Of work with, I know. Do a posthumous collab with Malcolm
0: McLaren. Come
1: on, it would be <laughs> terrific. Terrific.
0: <laughs> anyway, did your husband like the song? I,
1: well, I, I think they're now divorced, but no, no they're, they're still together. And and so last year on Brisbane commercial radio, they, she had never seen the race where she came second in the 200 metres ah. butterfly. Hmm. And they cued it to start her in the studio to watch, dissolved into tears before they even showed her the footage. It right. still okay. cuts, which is the way elite <laughs> athletes are. But some of the great music that did come out, Ignatius, was the Tin Symphony. And in the first break of this show, we played a bit of Ian Cooper, who you had an involvement with in getting that music involved. Yeah, I, in I, the I played in a, in
2: a band with, uh, with Ian called Jadussy mm. after a, um, a famous tango in the 1930s um and one one night ian turned up with a uh, with a graphite electric violin oh, wow very mean looking mm. and it was mm. a killer mm-hmm. and I, I, Was it solid body or it, empty body? Like, it was, was it solid body? Solid or it, body.
0: So it was actually full. It was just so no reverb, no nothing. It was just electrics. Ah,
2: uh, it was just electric. But he could yep. make that thing sing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he had it
0: plugged into fourteen pedals. Well, it means ah. also it can go loud. If it hasn't got a, a, a yeah, a absolutely. Rub, rub uh, chamber the, it's not going to feedback.
2: He back. was playing well, it yeah. Yeah. without it being plugged in. You wouldn't. Chris hear and it. i
4: finally remember Jean Luc Ponty, don't we?
0: Well, I'm more of an
1: Eddie Jobson fan myself, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, when he replaced Eno in Roxy Music yeah. and put uh, violin to rock and roll and in a different way to the Electric Eye Orchestra did it. That's
0: right. i yeah. kind yeah. of I'm like Charlie Daniels personally. Sadly, exactly, yeah. I can
1: remember the name of the violinist in the Electric Eye Orchestra. Yeah, that is sad. Mick Kaminsky. But anyway, we move on.
4: So we're we're sort of, you know, obviously this is a potted of the history of yeah. that one particular night of the opening, which is, I think it was four hours and something
2: yeah, you never know how long it's going to be exactly because of the athletes' parade. Right, where were you? I was sitting about as far okay. as Nosebleed, you're talking? Was, you, nosebleed. Mm. We were literally in the last row right. of the um, temporary that seats. That doesn't sound like status. Oh. No, they, um, they treated the directors like... Jeez,
4: <laughs> wow, okay.
2: But I was, what was great was that I was sitting next to Richard Weirrett Yes, who directed
4: the last the last segment, segment, including the cauldron? Didn't he was not alive, and and not many more years after that, was he? That's right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he 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 passed away. Once married to Jackie Weaver. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow.
2: Okay. Um, And poor old Richard when that cauldron stopped, Mm. um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, one of those fabulous scenes where the person next to you sits on your lap. (laughs) <laughs> and grabs your head <laughs> and starts to press hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he was just about to be seen as a director who totally stuffed up in front of three billion people. Why? What,
4: was, what happened? Um,
2: <laughs> I still think it was over-rehearsed. Ah. Uh, and everything in the cauldron was, had backup. You know, Everything. If one thing went wrong, then the other one would kick in, and if that went wrong, then the next one would kick in. Yes, okay. And that's kind of what happened. It was a twenty-cent capacitor.
4: Okay. Oh. So before we go any further, nobody was supposed to know who was carrying the, the lighting the flame. Yeah. As I said, I was in New York, and when when it appeared, we just went ballistic, right? So you had, I think, it was a centenary of, of women, women in yep. Olympics, can, and so. Can I talk you can through? Can you please? Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, We had the Olympic flag beforehand, very quickly. Bill Roycroft equestrian, Murray Rose swimming, Leanne Tooth hockey, Gillian Rolton equestrian, Marjorie Jackson, the Lithgow Flash, track and field. So there was no rugby league in the Olympics. At that Not point. yet. Yes, okay. there was. Yeah. Lo- Lorraine Crapp, uh, swimming. Michael Wendon swimming. And Mal Maniga, no, no, yeah. Nick Green, rowing.
0: Wasn't Dawn Fraser? Uh,
1: no. Well, that was the flag. Oh, yeah, she's a, an uh, honorary uh, rugby and league. And she remember, the <laughs> flag can never touch the track. It's like it's, that's is a that very, right? very important yeah, yeah, okay. thing. Dawn Fraser stole the flag. Then, yeah.
3: <laughs> and then Tina. talk about it after the event later. <laughs> and
4: then
1: Tina Arena and the Sydney Children's Choir sing the flame, which I'm assuming is the cheap trick song, right? No. No, no. no. And talking about a set
4: of pipes. Did you see the end when (laughs) she pointed? Wow.
1: And so the long relay ends with the great Herb Elliott, the 1500 metre, never beaten at that distance, 1960 uh, Rome Olympics, carries the torch into the stadium. Yes. And it is the uh, 100 years of women participating in the Olympics. Who got it first? It was a foursome. Yeah. Betty Cuthbert. Yeah. Raylene Boyle, yes. Dorney, Dorney, no, Fraser, Dorney, yeah. and Shirley Strickland, Della Hunty. Yes. Oh, right? Yeah. Which is a huge. And meanwhile, it's mm.
4: closed. They've the, been the, closed in by the the participating sports people. That's oh, right. They sort yeah. of yeah. 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 yeah They form it's a guard It's it. It's, it's yeah. spotlit. Beautiful. Then so they go on a relay, yeah.
1: Shane Gould, who's is, is, like the first Olympics I remember is 1972, Shane, yeah. three golds, yeah. a silver and a bronze. Extraordinary, 15 years old, trained up where I trained with Forbes Carlyle. Yes. One of us went <laughs> on to Gordon. Olympic glory. Pimble. Uh, yeah, right, right. 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 Swimming oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then when she handed it to Debbie Flintoff King, yeah. who'd won the 400 metres hurdles in Seoul in 88, yeah. and she did the, the peace sign with yeah. her uh, hands, yeah. you know, the bird, yeah. Yeah. and then of course. Flintoff King hands it over to Cathy Freeman. Yes, yes. And there's a, there's actually an article in the paper today about John Coates talking about his reasons for selecting Cathy and how emotional he was meeting her. And she just goes, it's a great honour, why me? Yeah. And she goes, I'm happy to do and it. And then she
4: said she eats up pressure. It's not pressure. <laughs> Give me pressure, I'll do it. Because she had not just the, the 400, the 200, and this particular moment as well to handle. Well, I, I mean, I argue...
1: Like I, it's a, it's an off made argument, and the documentary is extraordinary. Watching, I, yeah, I watched yeah. it last night, and yeah. I'm blubbing my way the whole through. Yeah. I mean, I I, I I think she's just one of the most um, unbelievable Australians we've ever had. Yes, yes. But an incredible athlete who always maximised her ability at the you know at whatever level she could perform, she performed. And then there was
4: the drama with the French woman. but we'll get to that later, Marie Jose. <laughs> but but but.
1: Um, I would wonder now, twenty years on, with the way that professionalism has incurred on sport, even mm. more that she wouldn't have been allowed to do it, right? Because, really? because there are a lot of stairs. She yeah. was well, OHS. Oh, yeah. yeah, she wow. was in the middle of, and with the delay in the cauldron, yeah. she did get wet and cold and whatever. And, yeah. and she had this singular St- event coming up in her life in about
4: ten days' yeah, yeah. time. But tell us about the glitch. Yeah. Oh. So she runs up. The st- she walks up the stairs, gets to the top, walks lights across it. water, lights it, lights steps it. in the middle, and then the. Well, it actually goes <laughs> up.
2: Right, it does go up yep. for about. It does go up
4: for about. That's no, right. So it's going mm, above, and
2: it's firing yeah, it, above,
4: and then it has to sit there.
2: Well, it's meant to go straight up. Right. Right, yeah. and as it comes up, the the trunk uh, <laughs> gets inside it and uh, lifts it up. Yes. And the the big issue we had was that. As it was going up, yeah. it was on gas tanks, yep. right? Yeah, and uh, when it gets to the top, goes to main The trunk gets it, and the, the mains are in the trunk. Right, right. Okay. So one of the yeah. we, we had two big worries. Um, and only one is really talked about, which is the fact that we were going to run out of gas yes. if the thing did Been not
4: too long. keep
2: going, yes. <laughs> uh, and it, that was the hassle—a twenty-cent capacitor. I, I had,
4: so, that's what you're saying about Richard Ware et that you yeah. don't want to be the the games that the flame goes out before it starts. Well, uh, exactly, <laughs>
2: and and the, uh, in built into that was the fact that Richard had really fought for the music he was using, okay. which was Berlioz Requiem. And there was a lot of hoo-ha about that. Can I say, that was
4: the one thing that really grated when I saw the replay. I thought, where are we at? A high Anglican funeral? Well, It just really struck me
2: as odd, hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs> I had issues with it. I was in charge of the crackers because right. I'd been in charge of cracking, you know, <laughs> me and crackers. Oh, we missed
4: um,
2: <laughs> <and> crack <laughs> Obviously, the crackers were going to go off after the cauldron. <laughs> yeah. was and there. that was
4: not Sid, Sid Howard? No,
2: it was Fotis. It was Fotis then. Yeah, wow, it was okay. Fotis. And, and uh, I'm very close to Fotis. Yeah. Um, fortune, and they had yeah. said to me, look, Give us some music. Yeah, uh, because it's, it be it's really hard. Uh, it's a it's a different vibe mm. to do crackers without music and crackers with music. And and you know, my other thing was I didn't want Sydney's Australia's Olympics to finish yeah. with a Frenchman's funeral.
3: Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know,
2: so <laughs> I just happened to find I went I've been working with the Sydney Symphony and I realized that they played um a piece by uh, uh Percy Granger, Granger okay. uh yeah. called The Warriors yeah. which they didn't do that often because it takes two whole orchestras to do it mm. but we had a recording of it and we had the the sheet music and you know they weren't going to play it live <laughs> you know the the <laughs> orchestra's harp bow in in um, cuz you can't um, you can't amplify them you get yeah. wind into in the, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the microphones yeah. anyway um uh, so we Unfortunately, just as the, the music runs out, I mean, if you watch it, and the cauldron is sitting there, and just as it starts moving again, in comes Percy Granger and Yay! the phone. Can, can
1: you imagine Percy arriving and going, I've got something for you guys? Yeah. Two orchestras, please.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you were at
1: work, Dennis, right?
4: You still didn't know where the gas was going to hold out. No, we did no. once it got the, it, it, the, yeah, the trunk okay. in. This we is were just fine. like
1: the Apollo 11 lunar module landing. 19 seconds of at,
0: You were at work. I was Were working, you watching I, it I was, live? I was in, a, in my studio in Glebe. Watching. Oh, no, no. I'd gone home from work because my other half was pregnant, seven and a half months pregnant. And she'd been hosting The Prelude. Can we say who it is? Chris Bath. Chris so Bath. So she, so she was. Oh, yes. So she was pregnant with Darcy. So my son was on the stage <laughs> oh, right. in, in her belly. That's Fantastic. And she, because of, you know, being seven and a half months pregnant, she actually came home after The Prelude and missed the first hour mm. of the um, ceremony. And I watched the, the the rest with her. And we were sitting on the couch and she was just going, no. Yeah. No. Oh,
3: no. no. <laughs> being, oh.
1: being there as you and I both were, you know, like, you always remember those things as you're thinking that it just took forever before it actually got going and they had to override this, the switch. And
0: Didn't someone hit it with a stick? Literally, yeah. well, that's the it rumour, yeah. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> I
1: mean, but it took four <laughs> minutes, right? And we were talking the Percussive other day about...
3: maintenance. Uh-huh. passive
0: maintenance, yeah, that's the <laughs> one.
1: Yeah, we, again, we've been talking a bit about moon missions lately. Apollo 12 gets hit by lightning. Within 30 seconds, they work out flick the switch. It takes us four minutes. But my memory actually, because everybody was going, oh, no, I oh, know but it actually didn't seem that long as four minutes because yeah. no. you were just willing it to oh, be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it actually was It was kind of the weird reverse. But if it didn't work, that's it for Samaranch. There's no greatest games <laughs> anything. It's just taken it away from him. Yeah. But it was, it, was, it was quite a moment. And then if you go on and watch the Freeman documentary, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's... So it's,
4: that wasn't enough for Cathy Freeman. We had something else to come. But the crackers were going off. Once you'd wrapped up and you got out of the precinct, what did you do, Ignatius? Straight to the pub. Straight <laughs> to yeah, the pub. Right, yeah. <laughs> do you remember the drink? <laughs> well, at Homebush? At, at Homebush. Home yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the crowds. Yeah. You, you, you
1: could always, because, you know, it sort of wrapped yeah. around about 11, yeah. 12 at night. You could always see some of the athletes in I there. I think
4: we were skipping oh. from Soho to Greenwich, going, where are these? Woohoo! Yeah. Well,
2: right. we had, a, there was eight eight bombs in, in the stadium. Yeah. Um, and if someone... Wasn't in their bomb when they should be. Um, the stage managers had been rehearsed to say he's in bomb nine, <laughs> which was of course the palm bush. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: now one last thing: uh, Dean Perry, of course, tap dogs, etc., etc., yep. et was involved with one of the segments. Uh, he also does show calls for the rugby league uh, during the final series as a, a second sort of standby. Um, lovely man. Yeah, um, absolutely. Who was doing the show call on the night of the Olympics? Do you remember? Um, Lovely lady called Dawn Martin and a lovely man called Adam
0: Lowe. Two of them. Two of them. Why two? Um, Redundancy in case one fell over.
2: Yeah, one, well, what it, one of got stuck on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in case no, one was it, in VOM9.
0: We... T- <laughs> <laughs> he was in
4: VOM9 <laughs> pretty soon. But you had a bit so of flexibility, as you said, a bit of time could move. The segments were all recorded, each one. They backed each other up. Right, okay. They backed each other up. Yeah. And and
2: funnily enough, um, Adam yeah. was the producer on Vivid for the last two years.
4: Ah, yes. So
2: he's, he's still
4: yes, in the business. Yes, You've heard business. of Vivid? Hey?
2: You've heard of Vivid?
0: Yes. Well, um,
4: <laughs> this this man here picked me up, put me into Vivid, and uh, that was uh, six six years ago this year, but you were there another five or six, seven years before that, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was there for yeah.
2: ten, long ten long years. years. No. Stephen, Dennis, <laughs> yes.
1: can I say, because I think we're, we're heading towards the end of this particular yeah. show. Story. And the rugby league season is going to wrap fairly soon, and yeah. we're going to keep going with this show. Surely we can get Ignatius back to talk about his solo music career, Vivid, all those of sorts course. of things. There's so I'm many sure. wonderful things. Yeah. Very quickly, did you... Have an involvement in the closing ceremony? Yes. I always feel the closing ceremony doesn't get the props it deserves. I thought it was an extraordinary yes. night. It's, oh,
2: it's mate, always, a, it's always it's the poor relation. And what, it's, what
4: do you, but it got a higher audience, 1.4 billion, I think, yeah. 1.2 for the opening. It's,
2: tomorrow, it's also why it's always pop music. Yes, of course. Know. So we oh, yeah. had Pride of you know, doing Dancing Queen. That's a
4: party.
0: The yeah. oils. The sorry. The oils. Yeah. Sorry, that, was, that was an
4: amazing moment.
0: And I was at that one. There you yeah. go. I was at that <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, it was so much better. Yes. Yeah. Red Bomb <laughs> Bass,
4: of course, the Inflatables. And and yep. The, the Inflatables. The, the, um, the Drag Queen. I'm trying queen. to remember. Oh, and our, our friend um, Tobin Saunders. I just saw a picture the other day, Indeed. was sitting in one of them. <laughs>
1: and, and, and it starts, is it Steven? I can't remember. He was on the lawn mower or whatever it was right Uh, at the start uh,
2: one of the trios ring back yes so Ah, there's a
1: solo thing and it's whatever he's trying to start is not working lawn
2: mower man and and all the people around
1: me are going i can't believe it we made it all the way through and now this this guy is stuffing (laughs) up it was perfect everyone was just sucked in yeah 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 yeah.
4: wonderful uh in excess who else did jimmy barnes get to do anything yep Yep. he did working class man man kylie Oils, not bad,
1: eh? Painters and yeah. Dockers played, I think, for memory.
4: They? <laughs> am I right on that? Lubricated goat? No, am I getting no, this no, wrong? No, no. But no, ACDC. In the
2: <laughs> no, ACDC. That's weird. Why they they asked for too much money? Oh. Did they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody else played for this is Olympic tradition. One gold dollar. Wow. Beautiful. But, but ACDC
4: wanted a because I've always heard they won't fortune. they won't mind. They'll only ever perform live to start with, which is why they've never done the NRL. Though Cold Chisel changed that, of course. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know that. So, that gold anyway, coin legal
1: tender? Or a doubloon, like a yeah. <laughs> 12th century doubloon. And
4: to top it all off, you and I both saw Kathy Freeman run. Yes. I was getting a coffee. There was only one espresso machine no. in the whole state. <laughs>
1: no, no, don't say this.
4: I was. I was in a queue of about 40. I got to the front, paid for coffee with for me and my dad, who's no longer with us, but a great athletics fan. And then everybody ran. No coffee. They just ran. I went. Oh, you know, so I rushed back, not knowing what time it was going to be. He said, No, you're okay. It's just about to happen. And I, I swear, 109,000 people crying. They were all in tears. For, for me, th-
1: th- there are three nights of sport that define me. One was mm-hmm. winning our Northern Suburbs Premier League Basketball Championship <laughs> after chasing it for 30 years, and <laughs> I thought I'd never do it. <laughs> the second is the Tigers winning in 2005, having been in, there in 89 when Balmain lost to your Canberra Raiders. Yep. Did you cry? Uh, no, no, oh, I was course. I was emotional when I rang my mother.
3: I was emotional <laughs> when this rang my mother is 2005,
0: yeah. You were emotional? Yeah. yeah.
1: But but that <laughs> night is the greatest night of sport ever. I've ever been ever. involved in. It started with Titania Grorieva going up against Stacey Dregula in the pole vault. So they got the Australians going. For the nerds, you know, there was- We uh, loved her
4: as a new Aussie,
1: didn't we? There was the Romanian Zabo beating uh, Sonia O'Sullivan in the women's 5,000 meters. Does anyone remember that Michael Johnson ran in the men's 400 meters? No. The greatest male sprinter of all time. No No one remembers. (laughs) And there was a long jump too, wasn't there? No, no the triple jump. Jonathan triple jump, Edwards, yeah, the yeah, world yeah, record for the yeah, Great Britain. Yeah. Uh, uh, Maria Matola won the 800 metres for Mozambique on the track. Mm-hmm. And then the final event of the night, final, was the men's 10,000 metres, which is pretty much my favourite yeah, race. Yeah. And the Ethiopian Haley Gebra selesi was the unbackable Gebre favourite. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and the, the way the 10,000 metre worked, it's not like the Tour de France. You don't get a breakaway pack going away. It's just you set a pace and it's a war of attrition, yeah, yeah. and people drop off. Yeah. So we're into the final lap, and Gebra Selassie's up against the two Kenyans who are running together, oh, I and I did As write their pack. names down. As a pack. <laughs> Paul Turgat and Asifa Mezgebu, Mezgebu right? Yeah. Now, Gebra Selassie best sprint. 100 metres out, if you're all level 100 metres, it's a gold medal, it's done. Yeah. So they have to make a move from further out. And That's I was right. on the I back on yeah, the back yeah, straight, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so Gebra Celeste is sitting there, rails run, looking great. He's got the two Kenyans on the right shoulder yeah. and he just momentarily looks left to see if there's any other threat. So he looks left and the two Kenyans have gone. They go. nah. <laughs> and you see Gabriel Celeste go, holy Michael luck! And he chases them and he gets them on the line. Oh, yeah, it was that, extraordinary. Uh, the stadium was uh, way less than half full. Because, Everyone had gone because Kathy had won. Yeah. Uh, the two Kenyans went and did victory high fives. It was an extraordinary <laughs> night. But the Freeman thing, you know, as they say in the documentary, Kathy. Ran a race plan according to a coach to win the gold medal, not to do a best not time. Best time, no. She did forty
4: nine, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So her reaction, first of all, just looked like, oh, "I'm glad that's over," and
4: disappointed
1: mm-hmm. yeah. about the time. I did forty eight or under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and even McEvany's call when it's just like the definitive record of the oh, call. Work to do. And yeah, and that's that's the moment. Like I think even he says it's probably not. It's his definitive call, but he just yeah. goes, Kathy has work to do." Oh, yep. And she, was, and she corner. was in third on the... And, and it just encapsulated exactly that moment. Well, it was you're,
4: perfect. you were uh, on the straight, the home straight. I right? was on the back straight. Oh, so she's about two fifty metres to the go. Corner, you couldn't tell. Yeah, you thought, oh no, she's blown it.
1: No, she was just sitting, 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 and, and, sitting. and she describes in the documentary, "I felt incredible the whole night," and she goes, "I was jogging." In the back because she was going to kick from 120 yeah, yeah. meters out. Yep. And she was the athlete under the most pressure. And yeah, yeah. Marie. And the suit. And, and the suit. Yeah. And she said it was like slicing through yeah. air. And Marie Jose Perec, <laughs> yeah. who was an amazing did athlete, a runner,
4: but she pouted, let's yeah. face it. She did a Sunny Bill Williams. She, didn't she? did a Sunny Bill Williams. <laughs> <laughs> she went to France in yeah. disgrace. I've got one more question before we wrap it up. The Eternity sign. Mm. Tell us about that.
2: Gosh, uh, the,
4: the, the Eternity sign. Um,
2: was something that took quite a while to work up. You so, mean to convince people? No. Yes, yes. to convince people. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually, after we'd done the first bridge effect in 1996-7, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually a designer, Peter England, um, <laughs> having a, a funny cigarette while sitting at the, um, <laughs> really? the, at the opera house and looking at the bridge and okay. going, I oh, am smiling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, up it went. But wow!
2: We then had to think about you know bridge effects yep. for the next few years, yeah. and um, I had all of these um, these these uh, Martin Sharp prints. Of course, he was a of, big of fan. He was. Oh, a, I'm a huge fan yeah, of his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in my office at the at, so it just um, was there, just on the just wall, just looking at you. Yeah, and we had this. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, but funnily enough,
2: we had this, this uh, work experience guy. I don't know where he was from, some posh school. Um, and, you know, the biggest problem with work experience people is getting them. They're bored, right? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. you know, them something to do. <laughs> anyway, he be, he became infatuated with the Trinity. Yeah. He didn't know, know the history. Didn't know the history. No, no, no. And I just happened to have the old um, video, the the, the VCR documentary Arthur on Arthur Stace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, yeah, if you're interested, take it home and, and um, read up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, read up on it. Anyway, that Friday afternoon when we had our usual wine o'clock. which it,
4: <laughs> What time that's that start? Uh,
2: when we one, always got our three, best ideas. <laughs> afternoon is 12.01pm. Yeah, that, that's ex-
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we were going, what are we going to do, you know, and, and this little kid. Goes, why didn't you put eternity up on the bridge? Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Exactly no, that's absolutely true. And
4: I went, "Who, who has no Hold
3: name?" That.
4: Hold that. <laughs> <No, laughs> well, I've no. forgotten it. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> and, 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 and now he's
1: the Consigned prime minister, the Scott history. Morrison, right? <laughs> 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 can he, Can
4: he contact us, Chris? as there a point, yeah, please? <laughs> <laughs> right, and then did officially you blow up the, the
2: rings on the bridge? We did, and that was always the the idea. Yeah. So um, our um, uh, the the OCA the Olympic Coordination Authority and I used to remind people that OCA was Latin for goose. Um, <laughs> they were desperate to you know to put the rings up on the bridge. Yes, uh, and went and did it without us. You know we were doing the the, the, the fireworks for um, uh, the city of Sydney and yeah. they said no 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 we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it. So they they spent about. Twelve times more money than we would have spent put the rings up, yeah, yeah. Putting putting these actual rings up, yeah. you know what we used to do was put up a mesh yeah, yeah. and sew rope like yeah, onto right. it, yeah. so you know it was wind transparent, yeah. it was light, yeah. it could be you know. Yeah. But no, no, they had to. So we went, okay, well, can we put fireworks on them? And um, they said, oh no 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 no, you know yeah. you blow them up, you'll it. We said, nah. <laughs> Anyway, we did all the we did all the mathematics, and we figured out that the, the reverse force was not going to was not going to do anything too serious. So, at the last moment of the fireworks, that which again I was in charge of. That's what forge. I did in in uh, uh, yeah, forge. Yep. Okay, mm. Um What I did in closing ceremony was the crackers, mm. and again, and uh, we actually until. They opened Atlantis in um, Dubai about five, six, no, ten years later. It was still the biggest fireworks show in history. Right?
1: Wow. And they used some of Pee Wee's music in the crackers, didn't they, I think? From a, uh,
2: yeah, we yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, used, we used the Olympic. Uh, we used the um, okay. arrivals
4: right. right, okay.
1: Can I just say I'm wearing my official uh, Sydney bid T-shirt from Monaco
4: 1993. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, and you're holding your breasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I say I still fit in can it I, just, can I just, courtesy of my friend Shauna Wilson. Can, can I just give you a little tidbit, too, talking about the bid? Um, I was called in by the manager of Rogues, the nightclub, on a quiet night. It was shut down and there was going to be, um, uh, what was actually an afternoon, late lunch, dinner. Uh, it was being held by Gretel Packer, Gretel Packer. Uh, Gretel. To, um, <laughs> a bunch of ladies only to basically smother uh, Prince Albert with attention because he was one of the, what are they called? Them? Delegates. 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 Yep. They, we wanted his vote. So it was one of those many things they did to get it over the line. There must have been many of those. I saw him at the court in a few weeks, a few days later. And what,
1: you were providing the musical accompaniment? I background where? music, yeah, what, yeah. What's Prince Albert into?
4: Uh, He'd be a Chardet guy, wouldn't he?
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> yes. <a smooth laughs> operator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say no more. Now, on that note, uh, that's it. Fire up the Quiet Australian. Thank you very much, Ignatius Jones. Oh, thank, no, you, Ignatius. Pleasure. That thank you, Ignatius. It was wonderful. Dennis, Chris, myself, see ya.
3: I <laughs> <laughs>